Hi there everyone, Art Burns here. I hope you're all having a great day today. So I wanna to talk today about fear and love. Uh, as I've talked about in the last few videos I've made that you know these are the very prime emotions that we can possibly feel, right? The vast spectrum of human emotions, 100 or more emotions that you can possibly feel, right? Can all be boiled down to either being rooted in fear or being rooted in love, right? As we know, our emotions are what motivates us, right? So fear is what motivates us away from something that we don't want, that we're afraid of, right? And, and love is what motivates us towards something we do want, right? And that's how our emotions work and that's what they're there to do. Right now, fear, you know, and, and so, so what we call it is this division, right? We call the fear the negative emotions, and we call the, the love the positive emotions. But a lot of times, when we use words like negative and positive, it connotates a, a sense of, of, of value, a, you know, a, a moral judgment, right? Uh, and, and that is not really exactly what the, the emotions mean, right? Negative emotions and positive emotions don't necessarily mean that one is less desirable than the other, you know, it's more of like looking at a negative and a positive charge of electricity, if you will, right? Or a negative number and a positive number, right? You don't feel sad for the number negative 200 unless you're looking at your bank account, right? <laughs> but uh, but you don't feel happy because of negative uh, or positive 200, right? It's just, these are just two numbers, right? And so, and this is part of what we talk about when we talk about non-judging awareness, right? Like, you know, seeing the, the negative and the positive just as what they are. Right, and so, but we'll get into that in a different uh, video. Um, you know, we'll talk more deeply about that another time. But what I'm talking about here is that, and, and to that point, in fact, is that fear in and of itself is not a bad thing, right? Of course, fear is what keeps us safe from a lot of things, right? You have an inherent, innate sense of of fear of being burned, for instance, right? So, so you know. You know, even, you know, yes, when you were a child, your, your parents or your grandparents or your caregivers probably told you, like, don't touch that because it's hot and you're going to get burned, right? Sure, that is something we pass along for our kids and stuff, right? But even without that, right, and you might have had to touch something and realize, like, okay, that's what a burn feels like. I don't want that to happen again, right? But even without all of that, you still have this innate sense of, you know, something that is very hot, you are going to be afraid of, right? It's going to repel you because, because you, you're, you know, and, you know, from your ancestors, you know, hundreds of generations before you, you know, you know that touching something that is hot is going to cause you damage to your body, right? So, so there's a, a, a level of fear that is important. So when you're reaching into an oven to, to take out a, a sheet pan, you know, if you're unless you're absent-minded and don't realize how hot it is you know you are going to be careful now that's fear right and that's a good thing right that keeps you from burning your fingers it keeps you from from maybe stepping into the street where cars are coming by it keeps you from you know if either physically or emotionally fear is something that can protect us emotionally as well right and so fear in and of itself is not a bad thing Right. And, and to the same extent, you know, it, it's harder to see this and less important to see this. But love is not necessarily a good thing either. Right. They're just again, they're just the the ways in which our bodies kind of, you know, move right now. Of course, fear doesn't feel very good for us and love feels very good for us. So that's why it's kind of a hard thing to sort of um, quantify that way. But really, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that fear in and of itself is not a bad thing, 
right? It's just like the negativity bias, right? The negativity bias that we all have, right, is that we are going to pay attention more to the negative things that happen in our lives more than the positive things. And the reason for that, just like the reason why we have fear as a basic primal human emotion, is that it's going to keep us alive, right? Like the things that are negative, that we perceive as negative in our lives, right? The things that might hurt us, the things that might, you know, make us sad, the things that might, you know, just cause us whatever level of damage, those are the things that are likely to hurt us, right? And those are the things we are likely to, to move away from, right? And so that's why the survival instinct of your, of your brain and your nervous system is always going to notice those negative things more than the positive things. And now that includes fear, right? Your, your brain and your, your nervous system are wired to keep a very close eye out for fear, right? And so that brings me to the point I wanna make is that fear in and of itself is not the problem. But what, what happens is when things get, you know, um, difficult for us and things become, you know, unnecessarily difficult for us is when we are operating from that fear rather than operating from that love. And let me, let me tell you exactly what I mean by that. When we are operating from a sense of fear, right? That means that we are, you know, and again, this is something that is a natural inclination of our minds as, as a default, you know, position, right? And what we're doing is we're thinking about, or, or we're not thinking about, <laughs> we're just kind of, you know, letting our the filter of all of our experiences right in that filter what we're doing is we're saying to you know that filter is, is asking us you know what could possibly be going wrong right now right like what is the worst possible thing that's going to happen if, if I make this choice what is the worst possible thing that is going to uh, come of this action that I'm taking what is the worst possible outcome of this decision that I'm making right now Right? And those are, the, you know, when we act in that way, right, when we allow our, our lives to be, you know, again, operated from that level, right, what we're doing is we're operating in survival mode, right? And that, that is what the fear, um, you know, the, the, the connection between fear and stress, you know, as I said uh, before, stress in and of itself is not a bad thing. Right? In fact, all the things that you've ever accomplished in your life required some level of stress, either good or bad, right? or positive or negative. Right? Positive stress is called eustress. Negative stress, what we really refer to as stress, is called distress. Right? And so eustress is that feeling that you have like you know, when, you're, when you're working on a project and you just feel like you just can't be stopped, like you're just a, a, you know, just a blazing you know, a fire of productivity. Right? That's eustress. That's a good thing. Right, that that rush that you get on on say a roller coaster, or a rush you get from you know from even being with your kids and, and spending time and feeling that that glowy you know you know vibration you know jittery kind of happiness that you feel, that's stress. That's stress in your body just as much as you know being worried about something or or being scared of something. It's the same thing that's happening in your body. The difference is that that good stress, that you stress, is operating from a place of love, 
right? You're thinking about what could possibly go right here? What can I do? Like, this is like, how much more can I accomplish here? You know, like how much more fun can I have doing this? How much more awesome can my kids be right now? How much more awesome can I be as a parent right now? Right? That's the way you're feeling when you're in that excitement level of stress, right? But when you're in that fear-based distress, right? That's when, again, you're thinking about what is possibly going to go wrong again? Like if I open my email, what am I gonna find? You know, if, if I go to my kid's room, how messy is it going to be and, and how bad am I as a parent if I see how messy their room is? You know, you know how can I not keep on top of the dishes or, or how can I, you know, you know, again, just what could possibly be wrong with me and with everything that I do? right? That's operating from a place of fear. Now, what's the difference between these two things, right? Essentially, right, on a very basic level, the difference between these two things is that when we're, when we're operating from a place of love, right, when we're in this excitement, right, that is where creativity comes from. That is where, um, you know, problem solving comes from. That is where solution-based thinking comes from, right? In other words, in that state, when we're operating from love, is when we are primed and optimized to thrive. Whereas when we're operating from fear, right? Fear is where, you know, we, we think not in terms of problem solving, but in terms of, of you know, avoidance. We, we think in terms of, you know, the safest possible, you know, decision making. We think of conservative thinking. We think of, you know, non-creativity, right? Creativity requires risk taking. It requires, you know, you know vulnerability. The, the fear-based thinking is not going to allow vulnerability on any level, right? And so in this place, when we are operating from a place of fear, we are optimized to survive, okay? Now, just think about it. In any time that you're, you know, in any scenario you can imagine, right? You're stuck in the woods without food or something like that. You know, if you're in survival mode, you know, what are you doing, right? You're, you're not thinking about everything. You know, you're not noticing the beauty of nature around here. You're worried about getting your next, you know, you, you know, catching an animal or something so you can eat it because you're, you're going to die out here in the woods, right? Like if you're in survival mode, right? You're not, you know, you're not optimized to be the amazing, dynamic, you know, just unbelievably capable being that you really are. You know, as human beings, the reason why we have evolved to be, you know, the, the, you know, we're the ones who create rocket ships, you know, not, you know, kangaroos didn't do that, right? And, and the reason for that is because we have evolved into this amazing, dynamic, you know, just super intelligent and super creative and, and, and wonderfully, you know, just wonderfully capable beings, right? And this can apply to everything that you do, right? Like if you are operating in, you know, if you are parenting from a place of, of love, you are going to be inspired every day to teach your children, to, to guide your children, to, to connect to your children, 
right? You are going to come up with new solutions, right? When you're, you know, how many of you, I mean, you know, you're not watching this live, so you can't answer me, but, but ask yourself, how many times as a parent have you had that feeling that, like, I've tried everything I think I can try, you know, but my children still won't, you know, brush their teeth at night, or they still won't clean their room, or they still won't put their dishes in the sink after they're done. And no matter how many times I ask them to do it, they don't do it. So what are you doing there, right? You're, you're just asking the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and expecting them to somehow get it at some point, right? Well, that's operating from a place of fear, right? If you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, thinking like it has to work, why isn't it working? Why am I failing? That's fear, that's fear-based thinking. But if you're operating from a place of love, you're likely to come up with new ways to ask these questions. You're likely to come up with new ideas to inspire your children, to guide them with that love rather than with that fear. Because then what happens is when, you, when you're operating from that fear and you ask the same thing over and over and over again, what happens is every time you ask it, your words are gonna get a little sharper. Your, your tone is gonna get a little, you know, a little less pleasant. <laughs> you know, your voice is gonna get a little louder. You're going to get to the point where you're, you're, you know, you're, you're trying to force it, right? Because again, you're trying to survive. You're, you're using the, the sort of methods and, and muscles and everything in your body to survive something, right? And, and that's gonna create this real uh, distance between you and your children. It's gonna create a lack of connection. It's going to create uh, an, an unhealthy, relationship because you're going to be the, you know, talking down at them and getting more and more frustrated and how is this not working? I need to force this into working, right? Whereas if you're operating from love, again, what you're going to do is you're going to draw them in. You're going to, you know, you're more likely to think like, why is it that what I'm saying to my children is not getting through to them? Why is it that they, that they aren't doing what I've taught them is good for them? How can I change the delivery of what I'm saying? How can I, you know, rework this to, to, fit, to get through to them on a deeper level, right? That's creativity. And that is only going to happen when you're operating from a place of love rather than a place of fear. So now how do we do this? Right and like okay, Art, that's great. You know, sounds all great and it sounds like it makes sense. Sure, but but how do I do this? Like I can't. Like my kids don't put the darn dishes in the sink. What do I do here? Right. And so, I would like to invite you to 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 think of it in terms of you know not you know don't think about the outcome, especially with parenting. But this also applies to any any area of life, right? Like you know even in the office or or in social situations or things with your family, your your parents or your your sisters and brothers and cousins and aunts and uncles and all that. You know don't think about outcomes, right? And, and don't think about what other people, how other people are responding around you, right? So don't think about how your children are responding. Just take what they're responding. And, and examine within, right? So I'm inviting you to, to examine what is happening inside of you at any given moment, right? So, so, you know, understand where you're operating from, right? Are you operating from a place of fear or are you operating from a place of love, right? And just ask yourself that. It's a very simple question. You know, now, of course, 
it, it becomes less simple when you're like losing it because your kids aren't putting the dishes in the sink, right? We've all been there, I get it, right? And that's not, doesn't make you wrong, it doesn't make you a bad person, right? And it becomes less easy to recognize that, right? And, and in that sense, we usually recognize it when it's back there behind us, right? <laughs> After we've done something and say, oh yeah, that was not cool. I shouldn't have, you know, yelled at my kids for the dishes and I, you know, I feel shame now. And that's the problem is that now that's going to lead to more, like the, you know, any negative emotion, shame, guilt, anger, uh, jealousy, uh, you know, when you look at other parents, and like, why do their kids do their what they're told? You know, and that's jealousy, right? And, and all of these negative emotions, right, are arising from fear. And then they are going to keep you in that negative emotion space, right? Which means that you're just going to be reinforcing the way that you operate from that place of fear, right? So, so in other words, like when you, when you lash out at your children because they don't put the dishes in the sink, and then you feel shame at having lashed out of them. Now you're still in fear, right? Because shame is just a, an extension of fear. Right, so now you're going to make decisions based on that fear again. You know, maybe you'll do something that's counterproductive, like you know, say something to your kids, like, "Okay, I'll get you ice cream now" or something like that. And and then later on, you realize, like, "Oh gosh, what did I do? Now I got to get them ice cream every time they, you know, they don't put their dishes in the sink." And, you know, of course, these are silly uh, examples, but I think as parents, you know what I mean, right? And now you've you've created another level of fear, right? Because now you're you're feeling that you made a mistake, right? And now you're feeling the fear of that, you know, and shame and guilt and regret and all that. It's just a big soup of, of negative emotions, right? So, so the key is to, to build an awareness of when we are operating from that fear. And then what we do is instead of, you know, again, when we feel shame, that means that we're, you know, we're, we're afraid of the fear, right? We're, 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 you know, we don't want it, right? We're, we're pushing away from it, right? So instead, what I invite you to do is to turn towards the fear and say to yourself, like, what is it that I'm afraid of right now, right? Am I afraid that someone else is going to judge me for being a bad parent? Am I afraid of somehow, you know, my children are going to wind up, um, you know, not like I thought they should wind up? And as you start turning towards this fear and you start asking yourself some of these important questions, right? Now you can really give yourself some honest answers, right? And again, if you can, uh, you know, look at those answers from a place of neutrality or from the emotions of love, now we can say that, yeah, you know, I, I did have this, you know, kind of vision for how my children were going to turn out, but it's not, you know, they, they're people, right? Like, they're human beings. They're going to turn out on their own to some some extent, right? I'm not in complete control. So now maybe I get the sense like out of love, I need to let go of that a little bit. And I need to give them the room to be the people they are. Now that doesn't mean that I don't try to teach them to take care of their teeth, to take care of their belongings, to take care of their, um, their, their lives and their bodies and everything else, right? But I do so from a place of love where I'm setting a positive example rather than from a place of fear where I'm trying to control them and I'm trying to set them into this box of who they're supposed to be because you know what? That's not your place. It's not my place. It's not our place as parents to control our children. Our place as parents is to guide them, to teach them, to inspire them. Now, do those sound like, like words you would use in survival? or in Thrive.
right? So again, now I say this very simply, like to, to just pay attention to where you're coming from, whether it's a place of fear or it's a place of love. And if you find it's fear, turn towards it. Now that's not that easy. Right, I'll be honest, I'm not gonna, I, I can't you know, be dishonest here, right? It's not that easy if you've never practiced this before. However, if you're willing to put in you know, five minutes, 10 minutes a day, right? Uh, day after day after day, really commit to doing five or 10 minutes of practicing a day, then you can develop that level of awareness. That's what mindfulness is, right? The non-judging awareness. So you see your fear, not from a place of, of regret and shame and, 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 and you know, fear on top of fear, but instead you see it as a, uh, an objective kind of thing that's happening, right? And when you do that, now you can take a step back and say, hmm, what if I were to change the way that I'm doing this? Okay, so my point is that if you're willing to commit to just you know, like five or 10 minutes a day of practice, I can teach you how to do that. And within about eight weeks, you're gonna see enormous differences in the way you're able to see where you're operating and, and how to change it. Okay, so that's another invitation. If you would like to know more about this, please get in touch with me, all right? Just, just hit me up with a, an email, a, a comment, a direct message, whatever. Uh, get in touch with me and, and we can have a conversation. I can tell you what these practices are all about and I can help you get started. And they're really, really super simple. All right, and again, you're talking about 10 minutes a day. Right, and, and the beautiful thing is that like the return of the investment, right? Because we waste so much more than 10 minutes a day with all these thoughts of being negative and, and being fearful, right? Like we're wasting way more than 10 minutes. So, so by just doing this, you're going to gain you know, hours of time. And that's one of the things people say, is like, oh, I don't have the time to do it. Well, you know, once you start doing it, you realize how much time you were wasting before, and now you have a lot more time than you ever thought you could. Anyway, thanks for listening, uh, and I invite you to get in touch with me and invite you to do these practices because they are really, really amazing. All right, everybody, have a wonderful day. I wish you well, and uh, I hope to hear from you soon. Take care.